Aloha, I'm Felicia Miller-Johnson, and I conduct work-life video interviews with career professionals that become an all-intuitive conversation. Aloha, welcome to another episode of All Intuitive Conversation. I'm Felicia Miller-Johnson, and I have the pleasure of connecting with Garland today. And this is going to be interesting because Garland is also a shaman. So that's a very spiritual aspect of that. So let's bring him to the screen. Aloha. Hello. How are you today? Yeah. Uh oh, we had a little hiccup there. You still there? I I'm still here. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. There we go. You're up. There we go. Aloha, Diana. Welcome to the um, show. She is watching. So let me just show that we have a live guest here. Aloha. So, Garland. Yes. This is what was unusual is when I was already, um, well, I shouldn't say unusual. I'm going to say uh, refreshingly different. Okay. Um, like I said, a lot of the, the guests I connect with here are on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And on your LinkedIn profile, you identify as a shaman. You have it here in your title. Mm-hmm. So you're public about that. What is a shaman? Um. For me, a, a shaman is someone who understands the cogs that turn to make life happen. And to some extent, we understand where those cogs came from. Mm. So it's not necessary for us to make our own cogs, but it mm-hmm. is necessary for us to understand um, what those cogs are, why they turn, and um, and to sort of function on that that premise. So it takes it takes a significant portion of the guesswork out of trying to design your life. Designing your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So cogs. Got that part. Um, let's go even further. Mm-hmm. How did you become a shaman? When did you decide in your life? Because then was it five? Was it seven? Was it a teenager? Like, when did you go on this journey and says that I'm a shaman? Well, I, I grew up Christian. So mm. it was, yeah, it, it was a huge transition. <laughs> Tell me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, quite a few years ago, uh, I had a really bad situation happen with family that it almost turned fatal. And uh, mm. that situation left me with uh, a lot of PTSD that ran, ran heavily for about three months. I was waking up with a cold sweats of it. Um, I remember thinking, I, I need to deal with this, or else I'm not going to let this eat on fire. And um, in that process, I remember distinctly hearing a voice tell me one night, face your fears. 
And it really bugged me because I didn't really know what I was afraid of because I, I wasn't generally afraid of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I got to thinking about it, I realized that as a Christian, the devil came up. But then I thought, well, I'm not really afraid of the devil. So what am I afraid of? And then I remember in the Bible talked about magic. And that that kind of scared crap out of me. So I figured the only way for me to truly face my deepest fear was to answer the question, is magic real or is it not? And I had made a solidarity point in my mind that whether or not I found out it was real, at least I would know, and then I would have faced my fear, regardless of what the outcome was going to be. If I was going to go to hell, so be it, whatever. I found out for, for real. If I found out that it's not real, so be it. I, I found out it's not real. That's kind of what I went into it with. And so you're saying the word magic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, and this was back in, in, in my country where I grew up in Trinidad, so. Um, I went down to the local bookstore downtown and I found, lo and behold, a book on magic. It's called Magic for Beginners uh, mm. by J.H. Brennan. And the reason I picked that book up was because it said that it would teach me how to materialize a hundred dollar bill. Hmm. So, okay. So, so the financial aspect of it. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was on. It was on. And um, I did. And the book was divided into two parts. So the first half was, you know, the author basically said, you know, if you choose to stop here, that's great. You have some skills now. You know, go live your life. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you if you go past this point, you can't unsee it. Mm. I was already invested, so <laughs> I said, well, let's go. Right, because I didn't get this hundred dollars. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> what else? And. and um, it was interesting to me because the first three chapters of that book allowed me to immediately stop my PTSD. Mm. The, the meditations that he had in there that I followed through with, they stopped. There was no more cold sweats. My mind settled. And mm. So for me, at that point, I was kind of thinking, well, if this is really the devil's work, well, he could make it work just to keep me enticed. <laughs> uh-huh. So I had, like, you know, I had to go through with the whole thing to kind of find that out. Yeah. So fast forward, uh, you know, a few years later, um, I eventually discovered that my uh, my family's history came from pre-slavery as a shamanistic. Um, village which is in the area that's now called Benin. Mm. So there was a cousin of mine who actually did some research and she found out who one of those slaves were, found out his name and traced it all the way back to Western side. So I was, I mean, you know, you know, in your family you hear, you hear people talk stories, right? But you don't really right. take them seriously when you're younger. And this is the thing that happened for me, I when this event happened in my life, it mm-hmm. set me on that path to actually find out more. So when I emigrated to Canada, it was one of the things that I wanted to do. But I had no intention to make this like a business, which it is now. Like it's not like I never intended that. This was just something that I wanted to do for me, for my person, because my my backbone was in music. I spent mm. a lot of years with music. So 
that was where I was headed. I had no intention to do it. Just that slipped out from under me like hardcore. It, mm-hmm. it didn't just it didn't just get like slipped away. It was yanked hard out from under me. <laughs> so I didn't have a choice but to um, to really take this on. Yep. And uh, when I was trying to figure out what how do I define what I was doing? Mm-hmm. That's when I found the word shaman. Because this is what our people were uh, in the early days of the priesthood. Okay. Yeah. So like, wow, you've been talking and sharing this amazing story. You've been mm-hmm. tapping into that, that energy, which you're well aware of. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. interesting, of course, when I saw that you were shaman, you know, I wanted to pull out this whole... Um, shaman deck right right yeah yeah yeah. right and so the very first one that came out was standing people and what it says on the back of this card it says in native american language there are no objects only relatives thus trees are the standing people so think about this the key word that stood out were relatives Mm -hmm. right because when you first were talking about your your story and just, you know, the people and your family and the tragic situation that you had that was connected to your relatives. Mm-hmm. Then you went out and it's like, you know what? Let me go out, as they say, kind of like in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a whole woodshed kind of moment of let me reflect. This is not serving me. And the people that were your relatives, right, became these like these trees. Like you had these new pillars. Like what is it that I need to, to know? Yeah. And so in essence... Like the next one is a man that's sitting on the crown, which is the king of the um, the wands. Mm-hmm. But what it says at the bottom, it says motivational, inspiring, theatrical, ambitious. Take a leadership role. Step into the spotlight. Public speaking. Keep your eyes on the big picture. Communicate your vision. Don't be sensitive to criticism. What stood out was that now you're still sitting, right? Mm-hmm. But you're no longer sitting out here in these woods. Right? You're sitting out here in this public face of mm-hmm. saying that, yes, I am embracing my magic, the whole shamanism. I am in control of this situation. Yeah. And if nothing else, even much more like just respect it because this is now showing that I am taking on like my kingdom, my priesthood, like all that that comes with that, the whole generations of kings, which went back to what I heard when you were saying your whole story. Yeah. Which ultimately led you to the next card that came out that talks about the theme of empowered. You started off with the, I don't want to be here, right? Mm -hmm. But now, like, you're you're here. And and it doesn't, you know, loss of me that, you know, the whole green thing is coming in. Because you usually trees are green. You got the green curtains. Like, you're still here. Like, you got focused on what it is you want to do. Because then it says, I'm exactly where I need to be. You're ready to allow the energy from the divine and the mother earth, which you had gotten back here, yeah, this whole truth yeah. thing, right? To fuel you as you fulfill your potential here. So it kind of just went to this whole, now I'm in the potential with the shamanism and, and making that work. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go back because you said something that for a lot of people is a challenge to get over how did you transition and deal with your christianity background now transitioning to magic um it it was really hard it was hard but it was not at the same time 
mm. because so a little bit more background on this. Like my my dad ran a gospel band. For oh, like, so you a gospel oh, band? Yeah. Oh, so you really was in deep? I was in. We, we did 150 <laughs> shows a year for 12 years. Okay. So so I was. You couldn't to this day. You still can't. Nobody can argue the Bible. I know the Bible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know it inside out. Mm-hmm. But I understand it differently now. So mm-hmm. that transition was, I would say, when I look back at it, it was already happening. Because mm-hmm. even when we did shows, you know, like people come up and they want to talk to you, you know, they're inspired, all that sort of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I had this thing about me that eventually my, my mom kind of found out and she basically kind of shut that down. <laughs> But I would talk to people, and within five minutes, I told them the whole life story, and that was it. Mm. It never, it never failed. Like I look, I, I always had the ability to perceptively um, soul, soul search or soul look. At, like if the second I, I locked eyes with them, I saw everything about them. It was just like how you and I see each other right now. This is exactly how I saw it, mm. and. I think my mom, because my, my, both my parents, they're, my dad's passed on now, but like both, both my parents, they come from very strong um, Afrocentric backgrounds. Right? Like my, my dad's mom, you know, in the village, if you wanted, if you wanted something fixed, mm-hmm. everybody knew, go, 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 to, to, your dad. <laughs> go, go, to, go to grandma. She, she'll fix you and take, take right, care of you. But, yeah. she, but she was the one who was always in church playing the piano the whole nine yards. But, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everybody, everybody knew you, if you have a problem, you go see grandma. Grandma shut it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So I didn't, and I never really understood those things until I became much older. And that was a huge contention in my transition because when I found out that those stories were real, it really pissed me off with the rest of my aunts and uncles because I mean I don't know if you if you have that kind of experience, but in, in black families, there's some black families that nobody talks about anything. Nobody passes yes. on mm-hmm. anything at all. So when I found that out, I was livid. I was absolutely livid because how could you let us like second, third generations go on in toxicity mm. without knowing that we have that we came from power. Do you know what I mean? Power. So that, right. Legacy. So that, oh man, that <laughs> legacy. Like yeah. Right. So that was a huge contentious issue that I had to deal with. It was an emotional roller coaster that I personally had to because I can't, I mean of course, you know, black you can't you can't go talk to anybody because they're just gonna argue you that right <laughs> and nothing will get done. Nobody so nothing ever gets dealt with right? mm-hmm. because everybody keeps their secrets and not realizing that is by far the worst detrimental thing you mm. can do. So that was one of the big things that I had to emotionally get through that that would one, it would never be solved. And mm. that's why I need to move out of that. I need to move away from that. Like I, even to this day, I still don't, I don't have a lot of conversations with them simply because I know it's not going to go anywhere. Hmm. You know, so I, I had to let that go. Like I, yeah. I had to physically let that go in order for me to make any kind of progress. I don't hate them, but at the same time, I know I can't be with them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Unless unless they get to that point where they can suss Awaken. that out within them. Yeah, they gotta suss that out within themselves. Mm-hmm. And then be able to to communicate at the yes. same level. Well, that's definitely one of those challenges. Um, as, as we talk about using language, as you start to ascend and you start to embrace your spiritual aspect of it, your your magic, and you start being more empowered, mm-hmm. it does become challenging for those that there is no judgment, but decide to stay at a certain level, decide not to have that conversation. Yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, you know. But there's no sense of me bringing in tension and conflict and, you know, as you're using the word like toxicity into my life because we're not going to be able to agree. No, we're we're, we're looking at two different perspectives (laughs) (laughs) in that in that in that regard. Um, Right. So, yeah, so it definitely because the next card that came out was um, adventure still in this whole um, green thing. And so, yeah, so that was. I think part of your adventure, part of your 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 life story. So how do you use, because this is the other thing, you went then from spirituality as, okay, there's one thing, I just do it at home, you know, with the family or friends and they just know, you know, come to, to come to the Shaman Garland, you know, yeah. in the, in the city and he'll be able to, you know, help you out with this area. Yeah. Tell me about that jump that you transitioned that you made when you decided, okay, now this is going to be my business. Um, it was, it started out with wanting to embrace more hmm. because one of the things that, that kind of held me back when I was in Trinidad was I didn't have access to a lot of materials because, I mean, we're, we're talking you know, we're talking nineties. So there's mm-hmm. there's not a lot there's not a lot of businesses that would have been like it was by major, major synchronicity that I found that book. Because there were right. only two books in the store. One and the other one was about Golden Dawn. Which mm-hmm. back in the nineties, the Golden Dawn, they were they were getting pretty big, right? So right. those were the only two books. And when I looked at the Golden Dawn, it was way too much like it overwhelmed me just like flipping through the book. So that's why I ended up taking the other one. The um, beginners, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So, <laughs> like, I'm not ready at that level. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't they started, I saw spirits and sigils. And I was like, no, nope, no, not, not ready. Today. Yes. <laughs> not, yes. Mm-hmm. So the transition, um, well, it was. A, I would say it was a growth pattern because when I immigrated to Canada, that was my first order of business. Like, when I got mm. here, you know, I was staying at my because she was still alive at that time. I was staying at my grandma's uh, uh, place um, in the basement, and I went out and I started buying books. Like mm. whatever money I had, I I went out and I started buying books like ASAP, like right away. So I had I, I had a significant, um, a significantly better opportunity to access more materials, mm-hmm. and. I think within about two years, I had spent maybe about $5,000 worth on books. And that's when I discovered one of the hardest truths in this, in this field is that there's a lot of regurgitation. Mm. A lot of books are written up to a certain point and they go no further. And again, 
let's just say I have this thing of, of I don't like bullies and I don't like being held back. Yes. <laughs> that is a big part of my Gemini nature. <laughs> it's like, don't show me something and then tell me, nah, I can't tell you more. Right. You got you got to get the next one. You are asking for a war zone. <laughs> Straight war zone. Uh-huh. So that was my that was my thing. Like after that, I I stopped buying books. And mm-hmm. the, the biggest reason I stopped buying books because I came up like I did like deep, deep research. I'm talking like, you know, Facebook wasn't around yet. Mm-hmm. when I was doing that level of deep internet research. And I came across um, this guy that spoke on radionics. And mm-hmm. his entire website um, started talking about deeper magic and talking, talking about magic squares. And I was like, wow, this guy has something going on. And in there, yeah. he mentioned a series of books written by a hermetic author. And the second that I bought that first book, the 10 chapters in that book far exceeded the $5,000 worth of books that I bought into. Mm. And so that was where I began to understand more of, mm-hmm. okay, this is, this is far deeper than, than I anticipated. And it also led me to make sense of the blinds that, and it, like, I mean, for your audience, like if, if y'all don't know, like a lot of spiritual books are written with blinds, they call them blinds. In other mm. words, they'll take you 90% of the way, but the way in which the material, the content is written, you don't even know that there's something missing unless you go deep dive and you actually start breaking it down to see if it makes logical sense. Mm. And for me, I'm very practical. So if something, I, I follow like true logics. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I try something once and it works, that's great. But I follow the STEM procedure. So I'm going to repeat it. And if it doesn't work repeatedly, then it's not true. And that's how I've been able to test it. So even, even like when I tell my clients, I'll say, if you hear me talk about it, bet your ass I've done it. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh-huh. I've, I've, personally, I've personally been on that horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, you know, so that's, that's how that transition was. Like it, it was something that, and I've always, you know, it's strange enough, like I've, I've, as far as, back as I can remember, I've always had that, where mm-hmm. I'll test something. I don't care how many times I get knocked down, but I will test it until I can prove it to myself because that was one of the big reveals I've had within the last, I'd say about 10 years. Um, one of the reasons why spirituality seems quite secretive, not from like people not telling, but from the material itself is because in the way that I, I state is that in this matrix, you mm-hmm. have to have a subjective experience or else it's not true. Hmm. It, for you to really understand the way that the universe works, you have to invest in it. And the only way to invest in it is to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, another thing I usually tell my clients, if you really want to break this down simple, and this is why I find it like kind of hilarious that that tree card came up because it's the number one thing I tell my, my clients. 
if you really want to break this down, trees grow. <laughs> we we as human beings are the only ones that just kind of fuss around. Oh man, what are we gonna do today? <laughs> <laughs> no, trees don't wake up yes. to say that. They 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 get up, they grow. Yes. You know, they yes. and they are very very persistent about it. Mm-hmm. And any logo will tell you, like you can you can pour potassium down a trunk. You know, two years later, you're gonna see shrubs around the same spot, <laughs> the same tree, around the same. Yes, yes. It, it learned from the last lesson is in now it's gonna grow stronger. Like you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because, like I said, you you sharing your story and, and the perspective, and as I was shuffling, I was like. What would be this message for those that are, um, you know, watching this and, mm-hmm. and interacting and tapping into the energy? And as you say, as we as we started, you know, back here, and then with this card, it's one person, mm-hmm. and then we talked about the empire, um, empowered, and we talked about the whole adventure, and then the next card that came out is is when we talk about the decks is like the five of wands. But again, it's another man by himself now. And I was like, well, what would, what would be the message? What did Garland, you know, do? And this is what it says on the bottom of the card. It says conflicts with others caused by opposing opinions, walk away from the drama. Unless the situation is really worth your time, then stand up. Standing people for yourself, very ambitious people. Yeah. So it's like it summed up your whole conversation and like going into to look and um, look at yourself, deal with yourself, whatever your inner conflict drama is um, dealing with that. But take the time to reflect and go out on your own, have the peace. And as we wrap up, I said, OK, we come from the Christian background. So the other thing that I had, of course. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know but you know bible verses for men deck right so it was like right. okay so what what is this encouraging word um for my shaman friend here and mm-hmm. it says may our lord jesus christ himself and god our father who loved us all and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and wonderful hope comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say second thessalonians 2 16 through 17 that's beautiful awesome Well, thank you so much for connecting with me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for those that have come and um, joined us. We also had um, Marcello to come in, Team Live. Aloha from the ATL. Thank you so much. And um, thank you for all the others that connected with us, Diana and Malay. It's been a pleasure. And for those that will watch this on the replay, may this meet you right where you are and hopefully encourage all to live smart and ascend to new levels of success. And until we meet again next week, this has been an all-intuitive conversation.